Hello. Thank you for tuning in to You're My Heart. I'm your host, Cheryl in the Do Heart, and I have with me Brother Paul. Welcome, Brother Paul. I'm so glad to have you as part of You're My Heart today. And I want you to tell us just a little bit about yourself, Paul. All right, Cheryl. I'm I'm I just told you I, I don't if somebody calls me Paul, I don't recognize myself, but everybody refers to me as Brother Paul, uh, Holder Phil, and I'm a junior. And okay. still at 69, still glad to be called junior. And so I'm sure we'll be discussing some about senior. And uh, but we're from North Little Rock. You said Little Rock, but it's North Little Rock. And uh, I'm sitting in the very house that I've spent 54 years in. My dad built this when I was 11 years old, moved out when I got married. Me and my wife moved back in. Uh, but anyway, just uh, tickled to death to be with a do heart. I played ball against your brother, Dwight. And he was a much better ball player than I. He played pro baseball, and uh, but he was a better human being and man than he was a ball player. And uh, he became part of my church before he left us to go to heaven. But uh, so it's an honor for me to be with you. We love the do hearts. We so love you too. Happy. Thank you for being a part of our lives. Yes, ma'am. Oh, it's so great to have you on the show. So go ahead and tell me. I know you've been serving the Lord for a long time. And that's part of what you do. You serve the Lord. And just tell me, you know, I'm always wanting to tell, I don't assume everybody that's watching the show is a Christian. So right. tell us a little bit about how maybe you got saved and what God can do for others, right? I mean, whatever right. God has in your heart. Go ahead. I will, I will. Sharon, I, you mentioned talking about, uh, salvation and purpose. And I said, well, those two are my favorite subjects. Jesus is my favorite subject. And I, you know, I, Sherilyn having a soup kitchen and dealing with uh, uh, the homeless community and what brings a lot of people to need a meal to get through the day, you deal with a little bit of everything. And, but I'm going to tell you, I was the, you know, a drunkard recognizes a drunkard, a dope mm -hmm recognizes another dope act. They, they recognize each other. I recognize right. selfish people. I was the most self-centered, selfish person I've ever met in my life. That was yeah. me. And at 24 years of age, my father had gotten saved when I was 16. And um, I saw the change in my father's life and my mother's life. Mm -hmm. And so I knew there was something to this relationship with Jesus. Because right. I saw it. I saw it. I, it. There was no, my daddy w was a, he drank a case of beer a day, uh, half his, he said when he got saved, he lost half his vocabulary. So his, his language, very, very spicy mm -hmm. and uh, a carouser, partier. And he went down to the altar in 1969. Mm. No, he went down to the altar that day, Sherilyn, and my mother who was raised in a Catholic upbringing, really didn't know much about altar calls. She mm -hmm. was not Catholic, but she didn't really understand what they're doing, but she was going to follow her husband. I know that's right. I know. We never went to church. I went mm -hmm. maybe twice in my life with a girlfriend and I didn't know him. But anyway, I told Philip and Paula, my brother and sister, I guess we're supposed to go forward too. Right. So I love telling that story that five people went to the altar on that Sunday morning in 1969, but only one person got saved because only one person knew he was lost. Wow. And he liked to use that to say, 
the impact that a father, a husband can have on his family because he said the other four were just following daddy, following their husband. Mm. And, but some eight years later, married uh, with a four-year-old child, I had, Betty had led a man, a career criminal to Christ at the little church that he founded. And mm -hmm. I, I was going to church because I wanted to respect my mother and my father. Right. And what they were doing, they were giving their lives uh, to Christ into a little worst crime area community in North Little Rock in 1971. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so I want to honor them by showing up on Sunday morning. I didn't go on Wednesday night. That was for Christian folks. I thought, but I went on Sunday mornings, didn't go to Sunday school. I showed up at 11 o'clock just to honor my father and mother. Well, right. A career criminal to Christ who had come to make fun of the church. He saw black and white people walking in the same building and having a church service. And he thought it was some kind of cult or something because this is a little, mm. off, you know, just a few, a little over a decade after central. Mm -hmm. and, uh, they were drinking and were drunk. This, this career criminal and his friend there in the neighborhood. And they said, let's go down there and make fun of them. So he came down and he got under conviction mm. and, and was saved. Wow. And he, his name was Calvin Brown. We became really good friends just from getting to meet each other on Sunday mornings. And he ended up going to prison. He was waiting for trial and he served the church for over a year, went on a mission trip overseas and hmm. just life was changed dramatically. And so when he went to prison, I would ask dad every day, he, dad lives here where I'm at right now. And I lived about two blocks away. And I'd say, I'd go and I'd say, have you heard from Calvin? And he was always said, no, I hadn't heard from Calvin. One day after morning, I said, he said, yeah, I got, a, I got a cassette tape. Take it home and listen to it. So I was excited. And my little daughter with me had me a Coca-Cola. And I was sitting in a chair. And I put in the cassette tape. Mm-hmm. We was crying now. And Calvin was trying to teach a Sunday school lesson in prison. Wow. You could tell he was just reading out of a book. He was mm -hmm. stumbling over every other word. But the Holy Spirit was speaking very loud and clear. Wow. My mind and in my heart thinking, if that was me, if I was Calvin Brown, I ain't teaching no Sunday school. I'm angry at God for letting me go to prison when I when my life has changed and I've been serving him and he's going to let me go to prison. I'd be mad. Mm. And the Holy Spirit spoke to my heart and said, Paul, that's because you just know about me. Why don't you get to know me? Wow. And I walked down the hallway mm -hmm. in to the bedroom with Patty. Mm -hmm. and I said, Patty, let's go back here and, and pray. And I knelt mm -hmm. beside my bed there, two blocks from where I'm sitting now, and asked the Lord Jesus Christ to forgive me of my sins, to make me a new man, and I'd like to get to know him and not just know about him. And wow. that introduced to him, and he changed my life dramatically. And the, the old selfish guy was crucified that day. I'm not that guy no more. And he's still working on me. I don't want to sing for you, but, <laughs> but he's still working on me. And uh, I was saved that day. And so now I beat some, I guess, 47 years later, 45 years later, whatever. Uh, it's been a wonderful journey, Shirley. Right. And so you made Jesus Lord of your life on that day. I sure did. Okay. That's, that's a blessing. So it was real to you then. Is that what you're yes, saying? Yes, ma'am. It was very real. It was real, real. It's real, real. Real, real. Would you say it's a faith thing? That because you, you know, you know, you don't see the Lord, right? But you know, it's a faith thing. 
I've never, I've never, I said, I've never heard his voice audibly. I, I do know he speaks my heart very clearly. I, right. I hear his voice from his holy word. Amen. I hear his voice from the Bible. That's why I try to not only read it, but to memorize a lot of it and put it in my heart so that uh, he can call it up in me when I need it. But, I know that's right. That's yeah, but he, but he definitely, he definitely speaks to my heart in, in many, many times for sure. That's a blessing. Now, um, we know that you, you're, a, you're a pastor, even though we call you Brother Paul. Your dad was before he passed, and now you're the pastor. And, yes, ma'am. And you do dad, quite a few things. Dad started the church as, as he was not a pastor. Because he, he, okay. he only been saved less than a year. And wow. uh, in 1957, when they were integrating Central High School, uh -huh. 25 years old, had just got on the fire department, the the federal troops that Eisenhower had called out were headed to Central, coming past his fire station, and the firemen were out there doing what they had been taught. Mm -hmm. uh, just uh, Daddy grew up about twenty miles outside of North Little Rock, and uh, he was just doing what he'd been taught: kill them, mm -hmm. don't let them in our schools. We'll get our guns. Don't let it, you know, just acting a fool. Mm -hmm. Down the street, and there was a black gentleman walking toward the fire department. Mm -hmm. Father recognized him. They were friends growing up as kids in Scott, 20 miles down the road. Right. Dad thought, I can't let these firemen see me talking to him. So wow. he turned back. Well, Mr. Lipkin, Jimmy Lipkin, walked up, stuck his hand out and said, Mr. Paul. And Daddy, realizing the firemen were watching, he stuck his hands in his back pockets. And he saw, mm. the, hurt look. He saw the hurt look on Jimmy's face. And mm. the firemen were all laughing. Jimmy walked away. And Daddy waited for he waited for the fireman and he called my mother mm. he said mama you'd be proud of your husband today he said i would paul did y'all save a family he said no i refuse to shake a man's hand mm. color of his skin mm -hmm. that i'm wrong i've been taught wrong i'm as wrong as i can be and i don't mm. care what people say i don't care what people think i'll never do it again i wow. was five years old he meant it I saw he raised me different than most all of my friends. And we saw that Daddy meant what he said. And he didn't care what people said or what thing. And, and from 1957, uh, he treated everybody the same. And he, and he uh, tried to justify himself with God by treating especially uh, black kids and loving on kids. And, and uh, he recognized he never had anything as growing up. And he, he see kids that didn't have anything, he gonna, he gonna help them a little bit. But, but anyway, 12 years later, he met Jesus Christ and that was we shared in that church. Mm -hmm. So his mind was changed in 57. His heart was changed in 69. And he saw wow. such prejudice in that church. He said, mama, there ain't none of that in me. Wow. She said, I, I know, Paul. She said, let's quit church. He said, mm. no, let's do he said, let's don't do that. Let's pray. And so mm. he felt led. He was feeding kids at the North Rock Boys Club. And he, he said, what if I asked Jim, who was our next door neighbor, the Boys Club director, what if mm -hmm. I asked if we could invite these kids that we are feeding uh, and he could let us open up the, the boys club on Sunday and we'll, we'll invite them to a church service. And he, he let us do it against all international and local rules, boys club rules. He let us do it. And we started Friendly Chapel in the North Rock Boys Club uh, in 1971 and inviting those kids. And uh, and so Daddy was our, Daddy, he, he was not a pastor. He did everything but preach. But, but <laughs> That's all right. It is. But he became our pastor uh, yes. for 24 years before he died with a heart attack in 98. I had mm -hmm. been out for 20, 
four and a half years. And mm-hmm. I, knew, I knew the day he died. I felt a call to preach, but not to pastor. I was a bread I man. I, hey, yeah, you are the bread man. I'm still a bread man. I'm still, yes, I'm still, you are. I'm still the bread of life now. <laughs> I know that's I right. Sale. But I, uh, I love I loved my bread route. It was made for me, and mm-hmm. only God could have called me off of it, but he did. Mm-hmm. So I've been pastoring uh, the pastor of Friendly Chapel Church of Nazarene now for 24 years. I've been there before. I enjoyed the service. And, you know, you said something about I wish the whole body of Christ would recognize that the body of Christ is uh, so it's not just one group of people. God, Jesus, God, the Father, the Son and the Holy Ghost loves everybody. It's not ever. And and that's what heaven is going to look like. And so I appreciate your family. And tell me about the, uh, I've, I've, I've attended your church. I think I've came one time when I came home to Little Rock and uh, it was during the holidays. I, I, I enjoyed my, what'd you say? I remember you coming. I think you said amen one time. I remember. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed myself whatever, whatever day it was. I, Dwight was still alive. So that's a blessing. So, you know, throughout the years you've done the, um, What's the thing that you do in October every year? I know COVID probably slowed it down a little well, bit. Well, I've got a, I know I talk too much, Sherilyn, but we've That's had okay. It, it's called our the community fish fry. It's called they call it Brother Paul's fish fry, though I do nothing other than show up. But right. the, the community thirty, you see, we've had thirty four of them. So the community thirty four years ago decided to do for Friendly Chapel a fish fry and all the proceeds would go to feeding the community, the homeless mostly, mm-hmm. but, but anybody in the community that needed a little help. Right. And, uh, so they, they sponsored this fish fry 34 years ago. It was overwhelming success. We thought we were going to feed two to 300 people and we fed 1900. We have fed wow. as many as 6,000 in, in a three hour period on a Friday night. Mm. So number 33, which I thought was very interesting because Christ was 33 when he paid the penalty for us. Right. The 33 COVID hit and we couldn't have it. And I thought, well, mm. I just, we need to do something where we don't break the, the chain of them. So I prayed about it. I told uh-huh. him, I prayed about it. I know. Uh, I said, you know what, mama? I said, I think we can get enough people. We can move our cookers and have distance and we can wear our mask. But I said, I think that we can, we could do it, and here's what God's put in my heart. We're gonna have a we won't we can't gather together like we always do. But what about if we Ubered them? We we delivered them. What you delivered it? We're gonna deliver at least thirty five hundred free. It's gonna be payback twenty twenty. Oh, we're gonna pay back to the community that's blessed us. We're gonna deliver thirty five hundred at least free fish and chicken dinners in our community. So. Uh-huh. I started thinking about who we could do, the police, the fire department, the Baptist hospital, uh, uh, mm-hmm. three, about three low-income housing units that, that we bless a lot. Uh, anyway, right. I felt we had like 2,700 plates. I thought, well, I said, man, I really want to do at least 3,500. I said, mama, I'm going to call the sheriff. So I called the county sheriff who comes to our ministry. I said, I said Chief uh, uh, Sheriff Higgins, I said, let me tell you what we're fixing to do. I said, Uh-oh. we're fixing to do a free fish and chicken dinner. I said, do you think, I said, how many inmates you got over at the jail? He said, 920. I said, do you think we could carry them a free fish and chicken dinner? And there's kind of a pause. He goes, well, Paul, do you think you could take care of the staff too? Well, I know that's right. Yeah, we got you. We got oh, you. We carried 1100, 
to the county jail where the first person that called me probably 10 minutes after I got off the phone with Sheriff Higgins, this lady called and said, I just want to ask. He said, I don't, I don't presume y'all are going to get to have that fish fry this year. And I said, Uh-oh. no, I said, not, not, I said, but let me tell you what we've prayed about and what we just decided. And I told just her what said. I told you. And she goes, Oh my goodness. She said, we always buy tickets to the fish fry. She said, but we love stuff like what you just said y'all are going to do. I'm going to send you a check. And I said, no, ma'am, it's payback 2020. We're not seeking any donations. We're not, we're not in any way asking for anything. We're not selling anything. It's time to give back. And she said, brother Paul, you didn't call me. I called you. I'm sending you a check. I know that's right. And Sherilyn, they never stopped. I've never in my life seen anything like it. Every day in the mail, there were checks. There was twice income that we've ever raised in a fish fry came through that mail slot at Front of Chapel. And it didn't stop Christmas. I've never seen anything like that. And so, so last year, not to, not to try to, and, and, and it, it didn't come in like that the next year. It wasn't expected mm-hmm. to, but mm-hmm. wasn't expected to do the first time. But so last year we did the same thing. And really, Sherilyn, I'm thinking we could, we could gather now. Right. We could, we could get the arena. Mm-hmm. But unless, unless the Lord changes me, I think he's leading me. I think he's giving us a model going forward. And so I think we're going to do the same thing this year we've done the last two years. But it's been mm-hmm. an amazing, amazing blessing, that, that fish fry. Yes, ma'am. That's awesome. That is so good. Is there anything else that you would like to share about just being a child of God and walking on the journey day by day to encourage the audience, Brother Paul? Well, Sherilyn, if anything, if anything's needed right now, I don't do social media. I know you do. I probably would be on here. I don't <laughs> do social media. Right. I don't watch the national news Mm-mm. because if there's anything needed right now, it's for people, to, Christians, to be focused on what they can control and what they mm-hmm. can make a difference in. And that's in your church, your family, mm-hmm. your neighborhood. Right. You're not, not going to have much effect on Washington, D.C. None, probably. No. But just crazy, you, can, right? you, can make a di- you can make a difference in your family. But if you're so concerned with staying on social media and mm-hmm. responding to all everything mm-hmm. crazy stuff here, you'll mm-hmm. miss out. Your, next day, you're going to turn around and you're going to go, my grandkids are grown. Mm-hmm. I just here with you. I had we have five of them here in our home every Friday mm-hmm. night. I usually, I mm-hmm. usually one thing the pandemic has helped me is I realize uh, I, I'm gonna find time every every week to spend time with my grandkids. But family, because my father and my mother, my mother is 88. She has Alzheimer's. She she is uh, a miracle. She she's still living in her own home. 14 years into Alzheimer's. Oh, right now. Now, my mm-hmm. sister is the main reason that she's still in her own home and some caregivers to help follow. But, but she's a miracle. And she and but my mom and my mom and dad, the world needs to see a sermon scene. We've heard enough yes. sermons. Right, right. In America, we've heard sermons that were sermon sick, but we don't see them real often. And we right. to, can I do your poem? Yeah. All right. It's by Edgar. It's by Edgar A. Guest. Uh-huh. My dad must have said a hundred times when he founded the church, we're just mm-hmm. trying to get sermons seen. Mm-hmm. And one day he came to the church and he said, y'all have heard me say hundreds of times, we're just trying to be a sermon seen in this neighborhood. Mm-hmm. He said, 
I just I just found something I want to share it with you. This is okay. what he said. What did he say? But I'd rather see a sermon than to hear one any day. I'd rather one would walk me than to merely show the way. For the eyes, a better student is far more willing than the ear. Fine counseling is confusing, but example is always clear. And the best of all the Christians are the men who live their creed. To see the good in action, that's what we all need. Now, my eyes can watch your hands in action, but your tongue too fast may run. And I can soon learn to do it if you'd let me see it done. And those examples that you give me, they may be very wise and true. But I'd rather get my example by observing what you do. All right. I understand you and that high advice you give. But brother, there is no misunderstanding of how I act and how I live. And when I see a deed of kindness, then I'm eager to be kind. And when a weaker mm. brother stumbles and a strong man stays behind, just to see mm. if he can help you, then the wish grows strong in me to be as big and thoughtful as I know that friend to be. A good mm. man is many, but men believe what they behold. One deed of kindness noticed is worth 40 that are told. Mm. And he who stands with men of honor learns to hold his honor dear. For right living speaks a language which to everyone is clear. And wow. though an able speaker mm. charms me with his eloquence, I say, I'd rather see a sermon than to hear one any day. All right now. And you, that's beautiful. We need to see sermons. See a sermon. I like that. That's you know that right lines up with that scripture. Let your light shine so before men that they may see your good works. That's beautiful. And glorify and glorify your father, which is in heaven. Which is in Always heaven. Hallelujah. Everything we got, he gave it to us. We don't have nothing without what he's given us. Wow. That's we try so beautiful. To, when we give a pair of shoes or a pair of blue jeans or a t-shirt or a pair of underclothes or a bowl of chili, whatever we're able to bless somebody with in a tangible way, we try to make sure that they understand it did not come from Friend and Chapel. It mm -hmm. did not come from Brother Paul. Mm -hmm. We don't have nothing except what right. he gives us. And so we right. want to call tell him, thank you, Lord. Amen. So what you do, uh, you can, you know, the fruit of the spirit, that's just a uh, love. And I love that song. And they'll know we are Christians by our love. And so it's like you walk in love. That's a beautiful thing. Yes. Don't give me a license to sing, Sherilyn. <laughs> you'll, 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 you'll regret it. Oh, you'll don't make it. me laugh, but that is so true. They'll know we are Christians by our love. Our and that poem yes. is so beautiful that you just gave us that uh, you rather see a sermon. I love that. What's the name of the poem, though? Uh, sermon, sermon Sing. Sermon, sermon Sing. Sermon Sing by Edgar A. Guest. Okay, thank you so much. I seem like I've heard it before, but that was beautiful. And so, Paul, I think we've covered a lot. You told us about your ministry. You told us about salvation. It's just a matter of believing in your heart that Jesus Christ died on the cross and rose from the dead and walking in faith. And thank you for sharing how, how God showed you how to be, get to know him and, and how that made a real difference in your life. And well, thank you, everything. I could just say thank you so much. Did you want to say anything else before we close? It's been well, great. I, there's nothing, nothing popping out at me. I uh, just thankful, thankful for this day, and thankful for the five. I, I'm down to two grandkids, uh, but just thankful for life. I tell everybody, Sheridan, there is a name that's above every name, and that's the name of Jesus. But right Amen. under Jesus, right under Jesus is Papa. Ha, 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 ha.
Boy, I mean, ain't, 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 ain't nothing like your grandkids. Amen, no. amen. No. Thank God for Jesus. Thank God. Just, I'm glad I know him. And Me too. It's a blessing, and I'm so glad to know you, Brother Paul. You know a lot. You know our family, so it's it's just a pleasure. Thank you for being a part of you on my heart, uh, audience. I hope you enjoyed Brother Paul. I've enjoyed him tremendously. And uh, tune in again to You Are My Heart. Thank you for tuning in. And know that you are on God's heart. That's what the show is all about. You're on God, God's heart. Okay? Thank, Thank you. you. Be blessed. Okay. All right. Thank, Thank you, Brother you. Paul. Thank, Thank you, Mr. Paul. All right. Oh, it's my pleasure. All right. Bye-bye. Thank Bye -bye. you. Bye -bye.